The Fight Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use your promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com and the promo code SGP. We'll support you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with the promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or the Google Play Store today. Anybody who's a fan of me and a fan of the sport knows that when Dustin Poirier fights, violence is coming with it. I'm dangerous, man. I'm a nasty dude, I promise you. If there's an opportunity, I'm gonna hurt you. I'm looking forward to this fight with Connor, getting my hand raised again, and then I'm gonna fight for the world title again. I'm very proud of my accomplishments. I am a veteran now, I've gone through it all. I've been on every stage, under every situation. There's a lot of dedication and a lot of sacrifice that goes into this game. Mistake competing inside the octagon is what I look through the most. More than anything, more than any fame, competing under those bright lights is the true test of your character. Connor's an incredible fighter. He was just like a perfect storm of hype, of confidence, and of fighting abilities. This is why everyone's been talking about Connor's all over. And I was his first. Big test in the UFC. I like the kid. He's a quiet little hillbilly from the back ass of nowhere. I've never disliked somebody that much. Trash talking where I was at that time, it got into my head. Panic is setting in. I will go out and I will put him stiff. Dustin's little pea head is going to get removed and I'm going to get on my way to the gold. It has just escalated throughout the week. We're about to hit the climax. Oh, he heard him. Looking to finish the fight. It is all over. Just... I was just angry, fighting a lot on emotion. But as you grow through life as a professional fighter, the reason you fight changes, things change. I just stopped caring so much about what my opponent's saying. That's all noise. This is what's real. This is who I am. I'm a fighter at heart. I'll never quit in here. Poirier continues to land. Every time I lose, I come back stronger. That's something I'm proud of. Dustin Poirier rises again. This is what I do. I live for this. Every day. Justin Poirier is a much improved fighter since the first time they fought. Oh, big left and now a right. Oh, that would hurt man. Dustin Poirier has knocked out Conor McGregor. Oh, my goodness. It's a bitter, bitter pill to swallow. Highest highs and the lowest lows in this game. We're one and one, so don't write me off yet. I'll regroup for sure and come back. I've done it before and I'll do it again. Every fight is a different fight. Every fight between every man is different. Let's go again, my man. I know that he wants this win back. Me and Connor need to do this a third time. We owe it to each other. Every time I make that walk to the octagon, my aim is to create magic. I see me conquering, dominating, me being triumphant. I'm going to knock Dustin out once again. Surprise, surprise, the king is back. July 10th, 
I'm going to stop Conor McGregor again. You can have all the money in the world, but you can't buy heart. And I got that. That's a born fighter, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to go in with one goal in mind. Get that win back. You are listening to The Fight Show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can check out my website, lockbetting.com. That's lockbetting.com, where I've guided my clients to 97 months in a row of transparent track profit padded out by Euro 2020 futures. And we are looking already strong for the 98th month this month. We have two Wimbledon finals this weekend. We have this UFC card, UFC 264, which we're going to talk about shortly here on the fight show. We have two major soccer finals this weekend, the Copa America tonight, Brazil versus Argentina. And tomorrow, England versus Italy for the final of Euro 2020. We have big time boxing this month as well. Although uh, Wilder versus Fury has been cancelled and we have the Olympics at the end of the month as well. So get over to lockbetting.com and sign up for that. My Twitter account is at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer because I am the host of the Soccer Gambling Podcast. We currently have a one hour, 40 minute preview of both the Copa America and the Euro 2020 finals available over at the Soccer Gambling Podcast. So make sure you subscribe to the Soccer Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network so you never miss a show. Moving on to UFC 264, which is why we're here. Conor McGregor returns to the octagon to fight against Dustin Poirier here for their trilogy fight. The two fighters are one and one with Conor McGregor losing last time out. This is a major setback for the UFC because this is their cash cow. And obviously that is a major setback for Conor McGregor as well. He set out a goal to fight three times this year. Last year, he only fought once, taking apart Donald Cerrone early in the year and did not fight again because of the pandemic. And then he came back this year to lose to Dustin Poirier. So that set him back. He still wants to fight three times this year. And he wants to get this win back and fight Oliveira at the end of the year. But that's easier said than done against Poirier, who took him apart in the last fight. Poirier has the same ambitions as well to win this fight. Go two and one against Connor and fight Oliveira at the end of the year as well. Looking at the odds. Now, Poirier has edged ahead as the favourite. He's available at five to six with Conor McGregor available at even money. The method of victory markets here for this fight. You see Conor McGregor as the 11-8 to favourite to get this done via a knockout. Favourite in the method of victory market, that is. Poirier is at 7-4. to It's 33-1 to for Conor submission, 15-2 to Poirier submission. That was Poirier's prediction, surprisingly, for this fight. Uh, McGregor via decision is available at 7-1 to and Poirier via decision is available at Six to one. So method of victory market, the favoured method of victory here is for Connor to win it via TKOKO. But I think that's largely down to the fact that there is only one route to victory here for Connor McGregor, and that is knocking out Dustin Poirier. And I'll go even further than that. I think it's got to be McGregor early or it won't be McGregor at all. So if you're betting on Connor McGregor here, you need to take it into consideration that you probably have around about five minutes, maximum 10 minutes to cash your bet. Because after that, 
we are getting deep, deep, deep into Dustin Poirier territory. Conor McGregor to win via TKO KO specifically in round one is available at seven to one. If you go to the round bet in Conor McGregor to win any method on in round one is five to one. Conor McGregor round two, six to one. Conor McGregor round three, 11 to one. And you can see how it makes that jump once we get out of the first 10 minutes of the fight. 20 to one in round four and 33 to one for round five. Which for Poirier, it's a little bit more widespread. The favourite round is still round one, narrowly at 11 to 2. Where he finished him last time, round two, a repeat is available at 6 to 1. It's 9 to 1 for round three, 14 to 1 for round four, and it's 20 to 1 here for round five. Looking at the over under markets here for this fight, um, over one and a half rounds here is available at four to six. Under one and a half rounds here is available at five to four. I do like the price on over one and a half rounds. I'll explain why shortly. Under two and a half rounds here is available at eight to 13 with over two and a half rounds here available at six to five. So this is where you start to get plus money as we head towards the championship rounds. Under three and a half rounds is available at four to 11. Over three and a half rounds is available at two to one. Under 4.5 rounds is available at two to seven with over four and a half rounds available at five to two. And for the fight to go to distance, yes, at seven to two and no one to five here minus 500 for this fight not to go the distance. Now, I don't think it will go the distance, but I think there is some value there in the fight going the distance. The the map is out. The blueprint is out in terms of how you beat Conor McGregor. You don't go forward. You don't go chasing Conor McGregor. You don't allow him to counterpunch you and set up that big left hand. If you can get him outside of the first five, 10 minutes into this fight, you can begin to take this guy down. You can begin to test his cardio and you can beat him by either grinding out the last three rounds or you can find a finish as Conor McGregor, uh, Conor McGregor's threat starts to dwindle outside of the first five minutes and definitely outside of the first 10 minutes. Everybody knows how to beat Conor McGregor at this point. Whether you can survive those first five minutes is a different thing. However, you are far more likely to survive those first five minutes now than you were when Conor McGregor is was at his peak. Now, I don't think that he's physically declined because he's only 32 years old. And I also don't think there's this problem with the hunger, this big narrative being put out there by casual MMA fans and um, they've just piggybacked off the back of a couple of opinions that I've seen put out there by by well-known fighters and, and UFC pundits that cover the sport who have turned around and said, it's difficult to get up in the morning and go for that 6am run. It's difficult to be hungry when there's no reason to be hungry. And what they're referring to is that Conor McGregor at his peak and when he came through the ranks and when he was establishing himself was a starving artist. He was a starving fighter. He was desperate to win. He didn't have the luxury cars and the big houses. He didn't have enough generational wealth to feed him, his kids, and his kids' kids, and his kids' kids after that. This guy now never needs to fight again. And the the narrative is that Conor McGregor isn't training as hard. He isn't putting out as much effort. He isn't willing to go toe-to-toe with, with, with people the way he would have done back then when he was desperate to win. I don't necessarily agree with that because I still think Conor McGregor is a greedy fighter. I still think Conor McGregor sees a lot of money out there. I still think Conor McGregor believes that he can't continue to take these losses in UFC because it will diminish his overall value in terms of the endorsements and products that he puts out and the future fights that he wants to have, not just in UFC, in boxing. But I believe that 
in itself is the problem. The the widespread the widespreadness of Conor McGregor wanting to be both a boxer and a UFC fighter, an MMA fighter and a professional boxer. The two things do not mix and blend together as well as you may think. And stylistically, especially when you're going at the elite level, I don't think you can get away with it. Now, Conor McGregor has admitted that last time half of his camp was dedicated towards a potential fight with Manny Pacquiao and they switched midway and he ended up taking a fight here with Dustin Poirier in the middle of a boxing camp. People may think that doesn't make any difference, but it does. You only need to watch 10 seconds of the last fight to know that Conor McGregor was preparing for a boxing match. The way he came out with a front foot stance didn't allow him the flexibility that he previously displayed in MMA fights. The looseness wasn't there. He came out as a boxer trying to win a boxing match and maybe there was some complacency there where Conor McGregor thought that he could go out there and just carry enough punches, uh, enough power in his punches and just be able to tag Poirier once and that Poirier would get out of there. So I'm not necessarily 100% sure that Conor McGregor had that awareness, but it was certainly picked up up, packed up on by, by a few people. And I think... If you go and see Conor McGregor, the boxer, turning up here in that stance within the first 10, 15 seconds of this fight, I think you'll be able to see that not only is Conor McGregor now more conditioned to be a boxer, that he can't even make the adjustments to get himself out of that of that mode where he's training to be a boxer. It's very difficult to just unadjust and, and go back and just become one thing and then go back and become another thing. If you want to be a boxer, you need to be a boxer 24-7. You need to be preparing to be a professional boxer and do what boxers do. If you want to be an MMA fighter, you need to be fully dedicated to all aspects of the craft. And the problem was is that Conor McGregor wasn't specializing in anything anyway. I think he's improved his takedown defense massively as he's moved up the levels. And when he knows takedowns are coming, Conor McGregor has been able to stifle them, even against Khabib Namagamadov. Because if you're not stopping takedowns, if you're not stuffing takedowns, Khabib doesn't take you out in four. Khabib takes you out in one or two rounds. So that was a dominating performance where Khabib pretty much destroyed Conor McGregor. But the fact that Conor McGregor was there for four rounds showed some heart and showed some solid takedown defense, a takedown defense that wasn't there before. So to say that he's gotten a lot worse over the years I think would be an inaccurate statement but the level of competition has stepped up and Conor McGregor has shown by the fact that he's only had one win in the last five years in the octagon he hasn't been able to rise to the occasion in terms of, of the step up in competition now I don't think Dustin Poirier necessarily represents a step up from competition from, from anybody that he's faced before. Certainly not in terms of um, comparing him to Khabib Namagamadov. He's the GOAT, as far as I'm concerned. An undefeated fighter and being able to retire with that record and not even coming close to a loss makes Khabib the, the number one all-time in MMA, as far as I'm concerned. And you only need to look at that absolute dismantling of, of Conor McGregor. And it uh, isn't, isn't comparable, really, to what anybody else did. Because even in the Poirier fight last time, Conor McGregor did have a decent first round, but he wasn't throwing and, and doing things that UFC fighters do. It was a pro-boxing approach with that with that front foot um, coming straight out of the gate, trying to meet him in the in the middle of the octagon, putting that putting that leg right down and going into that boxing stance. That isn't really what you want to see with Conor McGregor. You want to see the, the 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 cool guy out there who's very very loose, who can mix it up, who can throw his own leg kicks, who can do all of these different things, can give you different angles, can throw punches from different positions. 
positions. That's what Conor McGregor is all about. And ultimately, it leads to your opponent coming forward and the best counterpuncher in the history of MMA will tag you with that left hand. That left hand wasn't able to, to do the damage because Dustin Poirier was aware of what beat him in the first fight. So when you're looking at this fight getting outside um, the first one and a half rounds, so taking the bet on the over, that would be down to the fact it would be an a, a element of caginess here. Whereas this normal narrative exists that Conor needs to get it done in, in one round, that doesn't necessarily exist when Conor McGregor isn't exerting a whole bunch of energy coming forward and when his opponent isn't coming forward either and trying to hit him with takedowns or, or doing very much in the first round. So if it's very much a case of two guys looking at each other with Conor wanting Poirier to come forward and being able to hit him with the counter the counter punch and uh, Poirier looking to set up takedowns to zap Conor's energy down on the floor that doesn't really lead to an energy sapping fight so that narrative is usually true but I do think if Poirier gets it into round three, then it's his fight to lose. I don't think Conor McGregor's gas tank is going to go past the 10-minute mark. And I don't think the two guys are going to be standing there staring, looking at each other for 10 minutes of the fight. I think you may be able to navigate round one. I think over one and a half rounds at four to six minus 150 may be a good bet. But I do eventually think that patience will wear thin and somebody will go out and try and attack this fight. If it's Poirier, if he, do, he does try and uh, get those takedowns, that could be dangerous if Conor hasn't exerted energy because that's what he's waiting for him to do. He's waiting to counter punch him and set him up for that left hand. At the same time, um, if it's Poirier looking to keep a distance and hit those leg kicks, that strategy isn't going to work the second time because Conor McGregor is going to be good enough here to make the adjustments and he's not going to let Lost Poirier kick the shit out of his leg while he stands there with his, with, his, with his leg bent in a boxing stance. I do think that we'll see a more MMA orientated Conor McGregor as opposed to the boxer that we saw in the last fight. So he's not going to leave that leg out there for Poirier to just kick the shit out of it for the entire fight so that the guy can't stand up two rounds into the fight. So I don't think we're going to see a Conor McGregor that that's damaged 10 minutes into the fight. But still, again, we're looking at the gas tank and we're almost looking at Poirier automatically winning the last 15 minutes of this fight if it gets there just from being able to land more takedowns and being more confident to go forward as the power in Conor's leg left isn't really going to be there three or four rounds into this fight so for that reason alone here I'm going to lean towards Poirier to win this fight and um, this isn't the narrative that's out there if Connor isn't hungry or Connor's finished or or anything like that I, I just think the book is out there and I don't think Poirier is going to be diving forward I do think he's going to keep the distance and try and go for the leg kicks again I do think they're going to be less successful because they are going to get checked but at the same time I don't think Poirier, Poirier is going to jump into anything that allows Connor to tag him and especially set up that left hand. I think everybody's aware of it now and um, it wouldn't surprise me if Connor does get this win, um, but it won't be down to being more hungry or be, or anything like that. It will just be in terms of being more prepared for an MMA fight and not coming in with that ridiculous arrogance of the last fight, just thinking that you can be half preparing for boxing, but you can come in and just quickly make uh, a, a bunch of money and knock out Dustin Poirier on, on route. That's not what this guy is. This guy has massively improved in his, in his MMA career from the last guy uh, that Conor, from the guy that Conor McGregor knocked out in fight one and Conor McGregor found that out because Dustin Poirier beat the shit out of him and put him on the floor in the second round so that's going to be embarrassing for Conor McGregor and I think he'll be coming in here with full preparation but is Conor McGregor in 2021 with full preparation still able to beat Dustin Poirier when everybody knows how to beat Conor McGregor so unless we see a completely different Conor here with a completely different attack not just the Conor McGregor that has done a little bit more 
MMA and has a, has a more MMA orientated camp, but somebody that has added leg kicks into his arsenal, that has added um, more wrestling into his arsenal, or, or is prepared to be in a fight that involves more wrestling and be able to cope with it. That a, a guy that has improved his takedown defense even more, a guy that isn't just looking for a counter left. We need to see a more complete fighter, and we cannot see the Conor McGregor that's out there, and uh, we have the whole uh, blueprint out there in terms of how to beat him. So for that reason and that reason alone, I'm picking Poirier. I just think there's more ways here for him to win the fight. And um, it's not often in MMA or boxing or any combat sport where we see a fighter winning and then suddenly losing the next fight. We usually see the same outcome in most cases because despite the fact that people go away and make adjustments, they usually can't change enough to win. Now, I understand Conor McGregor won the first fight and lost the second fight, but look at the amount of stuff that's happened. Poirier went away and massively improved his entire game. He took that when he was very, very young, whereas Conor went away he went away and uh, he won everything. He went and became the champ champ. He then went away to boxing and fought, fought Floyd Mayweather. He then came back and fought in his first fight back. He could beat Khabib, which was pretty humbling. And then, of course, um, after the win against Donald Cerrone, he began to prepare for a Manny Pacquiao fight, which is boxing again, and then ended up switching and taking a UFC fight. So there are major, major distractions for Conor McGregor, not just in terms of being a boxer slash MMA fighter, but in terms of the publicity and everything that he gains outside of the sport. Um, there are those question marks about his hunger, although I dispute that. There's just a lot, lot going on here for, for Conor McGregor, and things are very, very different. Plus, there's that big word that I use, blueprint. The blueprint on Conor McGregor, it wasn't out there before. It was somewhat exposed by Nate Diaz, and it was certainly exposed by Khabib Nurmagomedov. But the difference between Khabib and every other fighter is that nobody is on his level in terms of wrestling. So to be able to go out there and say that Khabib laid a blueprint for people, that isn't necessarily too true because Khabib fights at a completely different level and people cannot do what Khabib does. But in the other losses that Conor has suffered, the, the blueprint has certainly been put out either by Nate Diaz and certainly by Poirier himself. And I think the belief is still there. Take Conor outside in the first five, 10 minutes and Conor McGregor's danger begins to disintegrate. But as I said, just be a little bit wary to see how busy the first round is because if it isn't very active, if it's two guys having a look at each other, if Poirier's reluctant to go in because he doesn't want to take that counter left and we're seeing a lot of leg kicks thrown from distance, this isn't going to be energy sapping. So essentially the, the second round becomes the first round and the first round becomes a pretty much redundant part of the fight. So this may get, go a little bit longer than people think and therefore your value shifts when you're looking at the over one and a half and even the over two and a half here in this fight. Uh, but inevitably, I am going to go for, for Poirier to, to win this fight. This isn't a lock. This isn't a majorly strong pick. Um, this isn't me saying Conor McGregor's finished or anything because there's certainly a different way here for Conor McGregor to win this fight comparative to, to the last, which is just a case of coming in, doing a proper UFC camp, being fully prepared for a UFC fight, changing games in your art, changing things in your arsenal and being able to win. But at the same time, the blueprint is out there as far as Poirier goes. And if he follows the blueprint and gets Connor outside of the first 10 minutes, he has a very, very good chance to win this fight. And if he isn't diving in and, um, and, and putting even himself susceptible to that big left, then Dustin Poirier has a good chance of doing that. And that's why when you're looking at these odds with Poirier being such a narrow favorite, and I expect Connor money to come in nearer the fight. So you could be looking at getting this back to the 10 to 11, 10 to 11, minus 110, minus 110 split that it started at. Anyway, I would wait to then. And if you like Poirier and you like what I have to say here, then that's when I would bet Poirier to win this fight. 
One final thing that I will say here about this fight. Um, if you're looking at the, the weigh-ins and the press conferences and everything coming in, there is a very, very unauthentic feel about Connor going into this one. This is a guy where last time out he was praising him for his charity work and promoting his hot sauce and being very, very amicable and friendly towards Poirier. And now it seems like he's gone a complete 180. And people are saying that this is what Connor needs to do. He needs to flip this switch. He needs to leave his family at home. He needs to leave the distractions at home. He needs to turn into this Connor McGregor. But the fact is, is that when you're making an acknowledgement that there is a flip uh, a switch that you need to flip on and off in order to do this. Doesn't that make it very unauthentic in the first place? Doesn't that mean that everything Conor McGregor was doing was false? Isn't it kind of like the pro wrestling thing where once you know how it's done, it becomes less interesting to you? It's kind of like the magician revealing the magic trick here where Conor McGregor is telling you that the there is an on and off switch for this because this is a guy that he was very amicable and respectful with and suddenly he's flipped the switch. Now, if this was a different opponent, you could understand it. If he comes in with a completely different mindset, you could just say, yeah, I don't like this guy. This is a guy I, I've never liked. But for the last two fights, he's been amicable with Cerrone, who didn't really pose much threat because that really was just target practice for Conor McGregor. Whereas in the last fight, Poria had a little bit more in his arsenal, was able to get by. And maybe that is the position that Conor's in now where... If it's, um, if it's any kind of fight with decent UFC acumen, he'll be able to uh, look at that blueprint and take Conor McGregor apart. I would hate to think that that's where Conor McGregor's at. And if he is, this is definitely going to be his last fight. And this is going to be Conor McGregor's retirement. But if it is his retirement, he's playing his greatest hits in the press conference. But the fact is, is that this has always worked because Conor McGregor was a, was a guy who, who did all his shtick beforehand. And it ended up doing exactly what he turned around and said at certain points even predicting the round correctly and doing what he did uh, as Mystic Mac, as Mystic Mac, as he called himself, literally giving you the round and then finishing people in that round on many, many occasions. All of that aura is gone. When you win one fight in five years and you get beaten by Floyd Mayweather and you get destroyed by Khabib Nurmagomedov, uh, you get stopped by Diaz and you get stopped by Poirier, all of that aura is gone. So coming here and talking and doing all that trash talk, it doesn't really fit in. And it certainly doesn't fit in when you suddenly flip a switch and you're going up against an opponent who we know that you have no issues with based off the last fight. The only issue here is that he beat the shit out of you. And suddenly you're coming in and talking cocky and talking about knocking his head off his shoulders and involving his wife and the entire scenario, etc., but it doesn't make any sense because you were fine with him till you beat the shit out of you. And suddenly you're coming in with this arrogant confidence and telling everybody what you're going to do. It doesn't make too much sense. It doesn't really make sense. Maybe people, uh, a lot of people are saying this is what Connor needs to do for his own self. This is how he needs to be that guy. But I think if you're not that guy, don't be that guy. If you were that guy naturally and that was all part of your shtick and that was part of the, the Conor McGregor model, then that then that's one thing. But I always thought that there was a, a very direct separation with that. I thought there was Fight Conor, the guy that uh, the guy that had the actual fights, the guy that prepared for the fights, the guy that had the the dangerous left hand that you didn't want to get near. And if you and if you allowed him to hit that counter left on you, then you would be going to sleep. That was Conor McGregor in the octagon. That was Conor McGregor who was all about setting you up with that with that counter left. That was the Conor McGregor who will be in the conversation as one of the, the, the top 10 UFC fighters of all, of all time. Not on my list, but for some people he will be. That That's one thing. And then there's the Conor McGregor that goes into the fight and there's the Conor McGregor that, that sells the tickets. Now, some people say 
that whilst he's selling the tickets, there is a mind game element of, to that which beats fighters before they even step on the octagon. And I would say Jose Aldo is the prime example of that. But it's not going to work here with Dustin Poirier. It's not going to work when you flip the switch from being one guy in one fight and one guy to another. I saw Poirier just laughing at it at the press conference and he even made a comment where he said, uh, your, your, your trash talk used to be better. So I don't think this is working on Poirier at all. In fact, I think it's having the opposite effect where Conor McGregor seems like a guy who's absolutely desperate to recapture what he once had or to get himself back into the position that he was or to make people fear him again and respect him again or genuinely believe that he's an elite fighter despite the fact that he's won one fight in five years and this is the way to do it, to come in and, and be the Conor McGregor that we haven't seen for a long time. We haven't seen it since the Khabib fight. There was no fight in 2019. There was an easy fight against Donald Cerrone where it was very different, very respectful, very calm. We saw the same thing last time and suddenly we've gone backwards three years and we're getting this Conor McGregor and it just seems very forced. It's not working for me. Uh, for me, it's more concerning than anything if you're a Conor McGregor better and and I almost was because I saw this line and saw it moving as, a, as an underdog and I thought to myself, this is a very, very 50-50 fight and the bookies have got it right. The blueprint is out there on how to beat Conor but Conor McGregor also prepared for that fight completely wrong. If Conor McGregor said, up for an MMA fight, he should be able to take this guy out in the first 10 minutes of the fight, obviously knowing that Poirier would be trying to get outside of those first 10 minutes where Conor McGregor is less dangerous. Like, I knew all of that. But I was still willing to take Conor McGregor, especially as an underdog. But it's been these press conferences, and it's been watching Conor McGregor force out his greatest hits and turn himself into that guy. And it, to me, the mindset is wrong. If you need to do this, if you need to force this, Something's not right here about Conor McGregor. I don't believe genuinely that he is 100% convinced that he can win this fight. Can he win this fight? Yes. Uh, would it be surprising to him if he won this fight? No, I think he expects to win this fight. But I don't think he's 100% sure he's going to win this fight. I don't think that he's um, he's putting his, his mortgage on it. I don't think he's going to the, the, the books and betting on himself with, with everything that he has. I don't think, or not that he ever has done that, but I don't think that the level of confidence is there where he 100% believes that yes, I will win this fight and yes, I will be fighting Oliveira and yes, this is my plan for the year. I believe there's backup plans there. I believe he's looking at moving into, into boxing permanently after this. I believe he's looking at the Paul brothers, Jake and Logan Paul instead, uh, because I don't think you'll get the Manny Pacquiao off, fight off the back of losing yet another UFC fight. So I do believe there's backup plans in action. But at the same time, I do believe he thinks he'll win this fight. I do, I do believe he's desperate to win this fight. And I do think he'll come in prepared to win this fight. But the press conference concerns me. And I just wanted to add that in here as another reason here why I would be going with Poirier. Because Poirier didn't seem affected by it at all. So um, I don't think that's going to work. I think that's forced. I think that just reeks of desperation from Connor's side. And I don't think a desperate fire here is going to be as effective. Which is kind of ironic because... It, it, we were talking about how when fighters start out, they need that desperation. Well, I wasn't saying it, but this is a reason it's been put out by a lot by a lot of people saying Connor was desperate, he was hungry, and um, if he is if he is doing something out of desperation, perhaps that means he's hungry again. I'm not questioning the hunger anyway. I, I'm not in that camp where I think Conor McGregor needs to have no money to fight better and he needs to have no money to get up. There's a ridiculous amount of money out there for him to make anyway. Like, so he, whatever he has, he can triple it 
over the course of the next three, four years by successfully winning this fight, going on and fighting Oliveira, going having the trilogy with Nate Diaz, still finding time to go out and fight Manny Pacquiao, going out there and fighting all of the Paul brothers. There's a ridiculous amount of money on it, but it's more important to, to it's most, but one of the key things, it's important to go out there and win this fight and to keep your brand value up there because another loss would equal two to Poirier, one to Diaz, one to Mayweather and one to Khabib Nurmagomedov with just one win with um, from, from Donald Cerrone thrown in there. Although the Diaz fight was a, was followed up by uh, a win against Diaz and then a win against Alvarez as well. So you're looking at three wins surrounded by a ton of losses. And if you take out the, 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 the two Diaz fights completely and you just take it from the... Um, take it from the Mayweather fight when he decided to become a boxer, then you are going back and looking at one win over the last four years. And if we're looking at what he does next year, everybody will be pointing to that and say, oh, you've won one fight in five years. So it's not great for Connor. It's not great for his brand value. This is something that the Paul brothers can throw at him. This is something Manny Pacquiao could turn around and say and, and, and use as an example for why it's not worth taking the fight. And also at the same time, what's Pacquiao's value going to be after after August when he goes in there and, and gets taken apart by Errol Spence? So I, I'm not 100% where we go from here and I'm not 100% that Conor 100% believes that he is going to win this fight. And I think that's why you're seeing a, a different Conor McGregor at the presses. I think it's force. I think it's a little bit sad, to be honest with you. And um, I, I'm not fully convinced in that Conor McGregor that we're seeing out there forcing out the old Conor McGregor, playing his greatest hits and trying to convince others that he's going to win this fight. That's what it is. You know, if it's not calf kicks, it'll be something else. Takedowns or boxing that opens up calf kicks. I can't walk like a dog in that octagon on Saturday night. I guess lastly for me, Dustin, I mean... this is obviously different. It was cinemally last time. It's getting kind of ugly again. Is this getting personal for you at this point? Nah, straight business, man. This is, uh... Y'all only a little bitch. Your wife is your husband. Y'all only a little bitch of a thing. A silly little hillbilly. Joe Lee's wife. Joe Lee's wife. Joe Lee's wife. Joe Lee's wife, you little bitch of a thing. You used to be a lot better than that, man. The trash talkers a lot better than that. Fucking weak. But in the time since, have you seen other issues or other challenges that he presents to you? Is that really all that you need to address here? This is my bread and butter. This is what you know wakes me up in the morning with fire in my belly. You know, uh, errors to correct, tactics to prepare for. So I've had a great camp. A great focus on the opponent, on the skills. What? Throwing dick kicks this time. Yeah, shoot your mouth, you little fool. I'm going to dance on your head. Hey, Connor, it's it's clear that the gentlemanly Connor that was in Abu Dhabi is not here this time around. And and Dustin's admitted, in fight number one, you got in his head. As you're sitting there right now, do you feel that you've been able to get into his head or under his skin again? I'm going to go through his head, put holes in them, and take it off his shoulders. That's the goal here. He's done here. This is it for him. This is the end of the road. Even after that last fight, oh, I don't love this anymore. I don't love doing this. He knew what was coming. He knew the smacks he took. So it's on now. Saturday night, he's getting walked around that octagon like a dog and put to sleep. Now, after all the back and forth on social media. I, I think he looks rough, to be honest. I look like the way cut is getting to him. 
And, you know, I can see it in his eyes. There's stress in his eyes, lack of sleep. You can see it. It's coming for him on Saturday night, and he knows it right now, and I'm going to love doing it. Justin, same question. Is finally seeing Connor in person after all the back and forth on social media, has it elicited any more emotions, or is it still just business as usual? No, it's just business. I see a man here. I a see man a car. It's crazy. I see a dead buddy. Thank you. When people think about you, they think about the guy who apologized to absolutely nobody. Is that guy here today, and will he be here on Saturday? An evolution of that guy. I'm better than that man, you know what I mean? I'm at to evolve, and I feel I'm at to come on full circle, and I look forward to showing it on Saturday night. Dustin, that night was the single greatest performance in UF's history, widely regarded. The night I won the second world title in Madison Square Garden. This performance on Saturday night, I'm going to top it. Would you like to fight for this strap before the end of 20, 2021 against all of it? Yes, we're going to fill out the Allegiant Stadium, the Death Star. Yeah. Are you, Dustin? Yeah, of course. That's the next move. End of the year. Connor, in the build to the last fight, you were unusually kind to Dustin. Now on fight week, it's the exact opposite. So we're in that switch happen. Because he got knocked the f*** out. Yeah. Not McGregor fast, McGregor sleep. Connor, question for you. You have won exactly one fight since Barack Obama was president. To a place where time doesn't exist six months ago. We want to know why should anyone expect anything different on Saturday? It's one more, it's Look, one more fight I won than your little sissy ass, your little funny pad. Why should we expect? anything different on saturday color in all sincerity why would it be any different on saturday he said he's just putting his hammers on his hard hat my boots been strapped for the last 10 years i've been working my ass off for... thank you why are you guys reaching out to uh, people in the boxing world that i know trying to bring in boxing uh expertise shoot I... your mouth <laughs> why are you guys reaching out to my friends to bring into camp what I reached out to no one yet. Hick, I bleed and sparked Paulie Malinaggi and sparring in the lead up to Foy Floyd, one of the better boxers on this f***ing planet, you stupid tosspaw. I never rang anyone to ask anyone for any, any bleeding info on you yet. Yeah, we both did the same to you. Yeah, so there you have the, the, the press conference and you can see what I'm, what I'm getting at. It does seem very forced. It does seem like Conor McGregor has become a parody of, of Conor McGregor and forcing that that whole thing, that whole shtick, that smells of desperation for me. And I found that more concerning. I was on the fence either way. Uh, I was watching a lot of analysis on this fight, watched the fight back, uh, kind of took everybody's point of view into consideration before doing this show. And I think the press conference there was was something that swayed it towards Poirier. Because Poirier, if you watch that back, you're not maybe getting the a feel for 
for, for how the guys were responded. And you can't obviously see Poirier's facial expressions and body language. He wasn't phased by that at all. And I think the last guy hit the nail on the head. You weren't getting that kind of questions from the press that were ever ripping Conor McGregor apart or challenging for challenging him on his um, on, on, on his confidence and his comments and things because it was all warranted when Conor McGregor was the champ champ and when Conor McGregor was having minimal losses on his record and was beating everybody and making his Mystic Mac predictions come through, the press would completely respect Conor and everybody was just happy to be there on, on fight week. But you've never seen a question like that. And just for that question to be there... That in itself brings up question marks. I think Conor Conor McGregor will have question marks over himself going into this fight. And that alone doesn't make him the same fighter. So as I said, leaning towards Poirier here. Not a lock, but uh, I do think that's how the fight will play off. That's play out. That's it for me here on the fight show. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.